I think this is going to, yeah. Yeah, so I use this word selfing. Sort of an important one. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about at small s self and then the big s self. Yeah, meaning the universal, whatever, the big s. But I come from recovery and that, that how we talk about self is the small s, you know. And then in one of the many statements in recovery, it's like, being convinced that self is what has defeated us, so it's a very clear, it's not the big S. And so, but I think the gate, the, the, the word self gives it too much credit. I think it's selfing. I think it's a mental activity that would love to be able to produce a self, but it can't. But it can sort of point at, at one. Yeah, they, It can sort of assume there's one. It can insinuate there's one. It can imply there's one, but it can't really make one. You do that, in a sense, yeah? You and I, our minds. Our minds make the leap into the feeling of being a self. That, all that can do is be, uh, like, intimated, yes? So, that's why I like the term selfing. Because a lot of times people talk about self, and then it sounds like a thing, like a something. And that's giving it way too much credit, yeah? Because then soon as the, I've got to get out of self, yeah? Now that sounds, that makes sense, but to get out of selfing, yeah? The, how to get out of selfing is you realize you're not in selfing. Yeah? That there's no, there's no one that's doing it. What happens with the message is people hear the message a little bit about selfing, and then they get in touch with me and they go, you know, I've been selfing all day. Yes? And that's not the message. That's the product of the selfing, the feeling of being the one who's doing it. Yeah? That feeling of being the one who's selfing is the product of the selfing. The selfing is intimates that there's a one that's either being done to or, or is doing. Yeah? So some people have also called and they say, well, you know, selfing's really been driving me crazy. So there again, it's the selfing just facilitates, but what if it, craziness is just part of it. Yeah? What it really facilitates is, the ha- is having the feeling that you're the one. Yeah? You're the one that's either doing it or being done to by it. That's, so that's what I mean by selfing, in a sense. So selfing is like a mental process. You didn't have it when you were a kid, when you were a baby. I think we grew into it around 18 months. There was the mental process started to develop this idea of a, being a, a someone. And then it, some research says it coincided with the language center starting to fire. So the language has a lot to do with the reinforcement of the sense of self. Yeah. And it is a sense. If it was just a thought, it would be easily you'd easily see through it. But there's a feeling, yeah. That's the trickiness. So the sense of self. If you see the language, it's obvious that, uh, like I always use this example. I hadn't been back east for a while, and then I had a, I did some talks back there, and my hair grew. You know, I'd been away for a while. So a lot of people say, "Oh, you're growing your hair," and this and that. I'm going, "Oh yes, I'm growing my hair," and. Uh, you know, I'm taking hair growing lessons, and we get together a few of us, and we're like the uh, we're the adepts of hair growing. We you can grow really fast, and so, and you know, but it it sounds funny when you hear it that way because it sounds like I'm doing it, but all I do is not cut it. Yeah, you know? that's all. The hair grows in and of itself, and so the language implies that we have something to do with something we don't have anything to do with. Quite a lot. That's what it's doing all day. It's implying that I have something to do with something I don't have anything to do with. Yeah, all day, all day. And if you're listening to it, there's a difference. There's hearing it and listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the selfing. Like when you when the thoughts are being they're being heard. Yeah, there's a difference. Hearing it is based on conscious contact. 
Yeah? Consciousness recognizes the thought and it recognizes it in a way of like hearing it, yeah? But listening to it is sort of intent. The head's sort of interested in it. Once it gets you with a little bit of interest, it's, it's just like when I had a, a, I had, had to get a hernia operation. So I was looking at hernia belts, which is a great little preoccupation, <laughs> on the internet. And then the next day, on one of those sites I go to, there was hernia belt advertisements, yeah? As soon as the, the information center, the internet, had, had the slightest inkling that I may need a hernia belt or I had a hernia belt, then there was these ads about a hernia belt, yeah? And now, if, if I would have looked up toothpaste, they would have had toothpaste there. So the head is constantly trying to hook, in a sense, your attention, yeah? So I'll just run it. It's like throwing chum. Like when they, they hunt for sharks, they just throw a lot of chum in the water, and then what, some of the, ch- the shark gets interested in it, and then, okay, now we can get it, yeah? So this is just chum. So people go, you know, my head's been driving me crazy about what I should have done last week. I should have went to that party. But the head, if you had gone to the party, would probably be driving you crazy that you shouldn't have gone to the party. It has no, there's no relevance in this statement. The relevance is to hook you, in a sense, hook your attention and interest. So, like, a lot of people have an easy one, like, you're a loser, or you're never going to be loved, or you're not going to be taken care of in your old age. So you hear that a lot of stuff will go by, but then one, there's a little peak, there's a little tweak of attention, and it, it, it picks that up like a shark smells blood. And then it starts telling a story, telling a story, because it needs your interest and attention to develop the story. Yeah? All, it can do is, all it can do is offer the idea of being a you, a you, a you, yeah? a you, and yet it takes the mind to become the you. Yeah? There's, a, there's a shift. So hearing is what happens. You're going to hear the thoughts. Yeah? But listening to it are different. Yeah? It's sort of like, well, I remember I went to, I don't know if I shared this last week. We've been doing a lot of talks, so don't, you know, if you heard this, it's, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the spirit in which it's delivered. It's not the words, basically. But I remember I, w- I went to Turkey, like in 2000 or something, and Turkey, they're incredible salespeople there. And so when you go there, they start, they can sense that you're not from there, and then they try to get you into a big rug place, and like, like a room like this, but with rugs, and then they do that, they, they uh, serve you Turkish coffee or apple juice, and then they have like a huge, vast family. So it's like a tag team. The first hour you're with like the uncles, and they bring these rugs, and they're throwing them down, and catching the light in, and then they seem to leave the room and like cousins come in and they're doing it and it goes on for hours but then, but then I said, you know, I really love your rugs, I'd love to get one, but I don't have a floor, I had no place to live, I was traveling around the world and so I had an immunity to the idea of the rug, no matter how good the advertising was, I wasn't going to fall for it because I had an absolute condition that I was flawless, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and they were trying to tell me, well, why don't you get a rug and we'll pack it up and Give me a break. You know, sure, I'm going to put a, a knapsack with a rug in it and keep traveling. No, so no matter how good the advertising was, I had a built-in immunity because I was rugless, flawless. Yeah? So this is sort of what it's like. Some people are waiting for the thoughts to stop. You're going to be waiting a long freaking time. This is popcorn maker. It's, it's cooker is conditional situations, and they're going to arise, the thoughts. Yeah? But if you, don't, if you lose interest in the thoughts, it's just as good as not having the thought. Yeah? Because now the thought doesn't have you, in a sense. Yeah? So when you lose interest in it, it's the simple thing how it really worked for me. 
is that when I entertain the possibility I wasn't that which was being thought about or I wasn't that which is the thinker, yeah, I started losing interest in the thoughts that support that I'm the thinker and the thoughts that are about me. Yeah, That's as simple as that. And once I lost interest, an amazing thing happened. The thoughts lost their power over me because they don't have the power that's over me. They're, they're sort of a given mind because I think it's me. Yeah, I think these thoughts are about me. So, like, let's say if Sydney came and started talking about some thoughts that are driving her crazy, I'd have an incredible amount of wisdom about those thoughts as long as I saw them as Sydney's. Yeah, and I and I wouldn't be affected at all. She'd be totally flipping out, but I'd have, have total immunity. <laughs> but the same thoughts, they would have an incredible, uh, much larger cap- cap- capacity to influence if they were in my head and they were held as mine or about me. Yeah. So you see, the thought isn't the juice; it's the my of the thought. Yeah. This is. What you, it's good to see because you're not being imposed upon. Yeah. Like the Course in Miracles would say, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. How could that possibly happen? How could there be attack? Exactly. But the fact is, we don't take ourselves to be the invulnerability. We're in another statement described in the big. Uh, the, Course in Miracles, which is, you and I are the dreamer of this dream, yes? But we forgot that we're dreaming this dream, and I believe how we forget it is that we keep remembering that we're a self, yeah? that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, an action figure, the doer, the seer, the thinker, the feeler, like that. And so in that act of remembering what we're not, we forget what we are, which is the dreamer, and in that state of forgetfulness, everything we dreamt has the power to affect us. Doesn't that sound like your day? <laughs> Everything has the power to affect me, not by generating its own power. If you follow Buddhism, it says this place is inherently empty, so it has no source of its own power. So how can it have power over me? It must be getting power from somewhere. Yeah? So let's say, in, the, in recovery, we co- talk about an acronym for fear, false evidence is appearing real. Yeah. It's a beautiful statement. It doesn't say false evidence is real, because that's not true, but it appears to be real. But where's, how does false evidence appear to be real? It needs someone to appear to be real, too. Yeah? How else could it appear to be real? So, in a sense, false evidence appearing real is giving, has been given its reality by us. We're the only reality there is. Yet, when we forget that, we lend our reality to everything else. And now that reality we went to that thing has the power to bite us in the ass. So they would say, "Hey, you know, you're in this dream, and there's a, and you're very, you're living, you're cohabitating like a space like this, and there's a live tiger there, and you have a little idea about a tiger. It's sort of whimsical; it could turn on you at any second and rip your throat out. So you're very, you're living with a little bit of irritability, restlessness, and discontent because you're scared shit of getting killed by the tiger. And so maybe you, you know, you read books about how to cohabitate a small space with a tiger, and you're thinking, you know, there is do affirmations, there is no, t- but it doesn't fucking hold water. You know, there's still that unease. But what would happen is, you don't need to see the tiger as unreal, yeah, while still lending yourself to reality. See that you're not the dreamt object, and then the other dreamt objects won't have the ability to affect you. Yeah, not just the tiger, but anything else. Yeah, because it's when this is lent to reality, this is what lends all the other things reality. Yeah. 
This reality, this the reality, lends a meaning to this, which is a pretty big meaning, bigger than the meaning of God, and it's called me. Yeah, it's like in this huge sea of yous, which I am one. It separates from this you sea of yous and says, "I'm me." A special little anointment, a crown, like one of these things. Here. You know what I mean? A crown, and suddenly I become unique and special. Yeah. But the whole point is, our reality. Is, is, like St. Francis would say, is what's looking. And he would say, what's looking is what you're looking for. But how does that get missed? Because the what's looking isn't noticed. What takes its place is a who's looking. Yeah? And now the who's looking, because it's an active forgetting of what's looking, is now looking for exactly what? What's looking. But it can't recognize it. Yeah? It can't see it because it's looking from a false identity. And this, isn't ha- this didn't happen like 30 years ago on a certain time and a certain date in like Des Moines, Iowa. It's an activity. It's a possibility all day. I know people who in recovery, we talk about freedom from the obsession with self, right? Freedom from the bondage of self. So 10 in the morning, they feel pretty good. So they're having an experience at 10 in the morning that they're freed from the bondage of self. But 10.05, they're up the ass of self again, and now they're experiencing the bondage of self. And then things go well, they get a job, and now they're freed. But it's all experiential, because the overriding condition is the state of the mind, which is in self-centeredness, yeah? So it can, so its own nature can be cast as an experience that its false nature tries to find or have, but it can never hold on to because it's so temporary. It's only based on circumstances or situations, yeah? But what would happen is, if you question who's, who is it that's looking, just question it, or don't even question it, just hear these messages. For me, all I needed was to have that possibility drop in, and then my mind entertained it, yeah? And then when it started seeing that, hey, I'm not the object of all these thoughts, I lost interest in them. I used the exact, the exact poison as an antidote. My extreme concern with me was what could save my ass, because when I realized it isn't me, I lost interest. Yeah? <laughs> and when I lost interest, what happened? Find out. Find out for yourself. What happened with me is, I lost interest. You never lose interest. It just moves from a thing to something else, let's say. In this case, it moved from thing, and it started to explore the no-thing, in a sense. Yeah? Which is much more like it. You can't, there is, you can't recognize attention, can you? There's not a quantity to it. You don't have a certain solidity of attention or interest. So it's more like no-thingness. And, it, and so, when it was free from the bondage of self, where did, where did it go? It, it just started to enrich my life right here and now. Instead of facilitate the enslavement of my life in yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> because listen, tonight's Monday night. You t- I bet you anyone who's bothered right now is not bothered by Monday night. They're bothered by last Saturday and three weeks from now. Yes? There's no threat happening here at this moment. Yet if you're contracted, you're not responding to this moment. You're reacting to the past moment or a future moment. Yeah? And in what's not happening, anything can happen. And we have a fertile imagination, man. I can be destitute next week. Yeah? I could have cancer a year from now. My girlfriend right now could be sleeping with my best friend, who I 
see he isn't here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All this could happen. <laughs> so in that imaginary place of what's not happening, anything can happen. But thank God there is something going on called what's happening. It doesn't have all the possibilities of what's not happening, but it has a quality that what's not happening never is going to have, and that is it's happening. Yeah? <laughs> so right now, this is happening. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm tasting, I'm touching. And this should, I hope, would be a strong enough anchor to keep you out of those imaginary time tunnels. Yeah? But see, what happens is, where I appear isn't now, I seem to appear now, the sense of Paul, the story of Paul, but I appear really solid yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. The thought system pictures you and I as a body. Yeah. When you think about you, you five years ago, you're pictured as a body five years ago. There's no way in hell it's thinking about you as a spirit five years ago, because how could it say, what's the difference between the space now and space of five years ago? Yeah. But the body... And so when it thinks about the body five years ago, it's remembering you as a body, but now. Yeah? It's not remembering in the past. It, uses the, it remembers the past to remember you now. The sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. A thing. Yeah? Or maybe a hybrid between men, a mentation and physicality. And the same thing, it, the thought system thinks a lot about you in the future, and in that, it remembers you now. That's what happens. The sense of self has to be remembered, because it's not generating its own energy now, because it doesn't have any. Yeah? It, has to, it has to be, for it to appear, it has to be remembered. And so how does it get remembered? It's thought about. You have 70,000 thoughts a day. I used to paint houses. I needed maybe 15 thoughts to do my job. You know, I, I never was, you know, seriously uh, confronted with more, more than four walls, windows, and a ceiling, some trim. Yeah? And I need to have a couple of thoughts about where to eat. What are the 69,985 other thoughts doing? They're reinforcing a sense of self, aware of or unaware of. Yeah. So here it goes. I was there, I was there five years ago as a body. I will be there, or I'd be so crazy to be thinking about it so much. So I have to believe I'm going to be there four years from now, yeah, to have any measure of authenticity. So I was, I was there, I will be there, and then its logic is, therefore I am here. Voila. There you go. So the sense of self gets generated, and then some great, some great masters came by and said, hey, listen, man, it's in self-forgetting that everything's going to get good. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say everything's going to get good. And then a great Zen master, Dojin, said, you know, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study the self is to forget the self. Yeah. To study the self is to forget the self. So if you learn about the... the uh, how it's being reinforced, how it's being remembered, how it's being insinuated, how it's being implied. If you learn about it, and you learn it may not be about you, you may, not ha you may lose interest in it, and then it, all it will be is like a finger pointing at an imaginary moon. It takes your mind to make the leap into being that which is the doer. 
that which is the hearer, that which is the feeler. And then now, instead of seeing life as happening to you, which is a form of looking, called self-centeredness, you'll see life, life is happening. Like Buddha said, you'll, when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you feel, feel, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch. When you go over your conscious contact experience here, you'll see that's not the case for most of us. Now the emphasis is on the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Not on the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, but on the toucher, the feeler, the seer, the hearer. Yes? It's a shift in emphasis. And then this the secondary big dilemma is now you start feeling the irritability, restlessness, and discontent of taking yourself to be what you're not, and then you want to get out of that by what you're not. You want to get you want to use the self to get out of the self. Good luck. You want to use the Buddha to find the Buddha. Good luck. You want to use the mind to find the mind. Good luck. Great old Master Huang Po, his MS says, you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. If you keep apply, applying the mind to seek the mind, you'll never get, nothing's ever going to freaking happen. Yeah? If you, keep, if you keep applying the what's looking in the pseudo form of who's looking to find what's, what you're looking for, you'll never find it, ever. The simple correction isn't that you're not looking in the right direction, you're, 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 that there's a direction at all that you seem to be looking from. Yeah, that's the dilemma. So look at the thoughts. Many, many thoughts. The mental process, its biggest movement, is the claim. Yeah? So it claims the thought system and now calls it yours. Now, after almost every time there's a thought that happens, there's a subtle holding of that thought as being yours or about you. Every one of the thoughts, no matter how different they are, I have the same umbilical cord to you. Yeah? They're either about you or you're the one who's thinking them. Same thing. Feelings. Experience of feelings. The mental process jacks it up, claims it. Yeah? Now every feeling is what, it's my feeling. And then you see how secondary you are because you'll have feelings and then you, the best answer you can have is, I don't want to feel that, but you've already felt it. The thought of you is an afterthought that comes after the feeling. But what it implies is that you were there before the feeling. And it ain't true. It uses time to produce itself and then after the production it says it was before time. Yeah, it's a, it's a heist. It puts us into a form of slavery. There's no, there's no worse slavery than trying to get out of what you cannot possibly be in. You'll be trying forever. Yeah. How, I don't care how gold-plated your solution is, if it's applied to an imaginary problem, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> the solution will be a bigger problem, to tell you the truth. Yeah. You'll be stuck with a solution. <laughs> Usually worse than the problem. <laughs> so what would happen if you just saw the conscious contact? Because you are aware. There's an awareness. And then there's conscious contact happening. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And so the conscious contact is sort of being witnessed, let's say, by awareness, if you want to call it that. Yeah? And then there's a mental process after the conscious contact. Yeah. 
Now, the mental process, after the conscious contact, says it was before the conscious contact, that it's the one who's aware, and it's the one who's conscious. Yeah? So it's like something that happens in front of the camera implies that it's behind the camera, which it can never be. But to have that feeling that it's behind the camera, it has to forget what's behind the camera. Yeah? It has to be in a forgetfulness of what's behind the camera, and that appears to be remembrance of itself. Yeah? So in this point, what is a product becomes the producer. Yeah. <laughs> Something's off, you know? And you know it, you feel it. And that's the thing, when, you, when this dawns on you, it's like an unspoken yes. You won't have to go to a spiritual notary public to get it stamped. <laughs> You'll know in your gut. Something is something that the game is is has shifted, so to speak. Yeah, it's like Jesus says, "You'll know the tree by its fruit." You can never know the tree, but you'll know it by its fruits. If a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit, you'll know the tree by its fruits. You'll know when you're onto something by just the feeling of being on. Yeah. And then it verifies itself with no advertising. It just becomes its own statement of fact. And now, instead of... You have an immunity to the thought system because you're not seeing them as yours and you're not seeing them about you. You've lost interest in them. Yeah? And your attention has strayed. It's tired of going down those nowhere paths of yesterday and tomorrow. It's like living in a car with two gears, yeah? Future path. <coughs> You're missing all the vistas. You can't pull over to any of the rest stops. Well, it's like I was in Burma once, and it was amazing. It's an incredible place. It was, it was like an, uh, a geographical room like this. It was 5,000 temple sites on this plain in Burma called the Pagan. And I uh, used to r- r- uh, rent a bicycle and ride around and just hang out at these things. They had tons of beautiful murals in them. No cars. It was just dirt stuff. And they had to, but they had these big dirt rows. And then one night, we were, everyone would go out and sit on one of these supers to watch the sunset. And one night, you see this giant cloud of, of dust coming, and it's this huge bus, and it pulls up to this temple that we're sitting at, yeah? And all these tourists get out, they walk right up to the temple, turn around, the people take pictures of them, they get back in the bus, and they split. Were they actually there? They have, they have proof they were there. They have a picture. They have a memory, but were they actually experiencing this, the temple? I didn't even look at it for five seconds. They looked at it as they were walking, turned around. Temple, light, hmm. Isn't that like your head? <laughs> I mean, if you have a bad day at work, when, when, is, when is that news broken? Usually at night, at 8 o'clock or something? Why wouldn't you know it was bad while it was happening? Yeah, why is it that 8 o'clock your head says, Oh, you had a bad day. And I'm going to tell you why. That guy, oh yeah, yeah. We're so out to lunch. We get this, uh, the living has been hijacked and we've been given an interpretation. And we're trying to make the most of it, but it's fucking dry. You know what I mean? Produces a huge urge to seek and consume, trying to fill up an imaginary hole. Maybe that hole isn't meant to be filled up. Maybe it's a portal. Maybe the emptiness is your original face. Why rush to the next big thing? 
Remember, see, there's another thing. You ever hear the Enneagram? Any, you ever mm-hmm. hear that? Probably not. You haven't? Oh, I would think almost anyone, everyone here in this place. Enneagram was built by the Sufis. It's a way of uh, a simple construct to recognize the, 20, the nine basic personality characteristics of every human being. Yeah? Like a teaching aid. And then they have two subdivisions. So there's nine basic characters and then two subdivisions, one sexual. So they say, so they, they teach retreats about this stuff. And so you're there and then you finally pin, you finally get pegged as a seven, let's say, with a subdivision perverted six sex thing. <laughs> Something like that. And then, so everyone's hearing about all these numbers and then at the breaks, everyone's going, I'm a five, I'm a seven, I'm a four. No, finding out about being a five leads to you're not a five. <laughs> you know what I mean? I drive, I drive like a Ford. I smell like a Ford. I turn like a Ford. You drive like a Ford. I mustn't be a Ford. You know what I mean? If if you have if you have my thoughts, how could they be mine? If you do the exact same thing I do in an exact si- in a similar situation, how could I say that's my action? Yeah, it's like having a foreign installment. Yeah, in all of us, it's. <laughs> and it's expressing itself through us and it has the greatest disguise because as it's expressing itself through us we call them our expressions you know what I mean I'm so jealousy moves through you now suddenly you're crowned as a jealous guy yeah as soon as you become identified with just a mere activity moving through you you now become its, its stationary position I'm a loser. I'm never going to be loved. Some other bullshit. It's like putting a, a flagpole in a river, you know what I mean? And thinking, you, oh, I now know this is a river as it's rivering, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane because here, the, the mental process wants a noun. It wants to have the stationary security of thinking it knows something. Yeah? Yet, this whole place is just verbing. There's not a noun to be found here at all. Everything is in motion. Everything, every bit of manifestation is energy. <laughs> in motion. Yet, we want to take a stationary position, and as soon as you're in that stationary position, then that feeling of life is happening is now interpreted as life's happening to me. And it is a huge difference. Huge difference. Especially when you add time to it. Life's happening to me over and over and over and over again. It can get fucking pretty, pretty imposing. It can get pretty, pretty claustrophobic, yeah? And then, of course, you want freedom, but you don't want freedom from self. You want freedom as self. And it takes some of our noble drives, like the wanting to uh, elevate or whatever, and it co-ops it. So now, your, your noble desire to be free is now co-opted into this pursuit of trying to be free as what could never be free, which is this sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? So huge amounts of cynicism grow. But the point is, like, people come to these talks, and a lot of people are super pissed now. You know, they are, they have, they're spiritually civilized, but they're fucking pissed. They want to, they want to get it, man. I've gone, I've gone to thousands of satsangs. When am I going to get it? You know what I mean? I'm gonna, you're never going to get it. That's the whole point. That's the getting, is that you're never going to get it. People are waiting to have, they want to have the experience of their own absence. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you're not solid enough to experience what your absence 
your absence is truly the presence. Yeah. This pseudo-presence is what causes a presence to seem to be absent. It cannot make it absent, but it can appear to be absent to us as long as we're up the ass of self. Yeah? And the double whammy is you're up the ass of self, and now you want, you, it's like the who wants to get a little of that what, and then sprinkle it into the who. Never to lose the who. But I need a chunk of what, man. The who's driving me crazy. But I think if I got enough what, you know, I could still be a who and still go pretty well. No. They're too, they're like water and oil. Yeah? The who is seen not to be you, and that's what's looking. Yeah? It's a simple thing. I'm not that, and then that's that. It's not, I'm not that, and now tell me where I have to go. No, there's no more, and all there is is going, but there's no going to. Yeah? You're free from the bondage of self, because you've lost interest in it. Not because the Savior came and smote it, or vanquished it. You don't have to vanquish it. It's like one of those blow-up dolls. You're the one, if... You know, if you saw, if you did, if you really saw a true, real video, you're blowing it up all day. <laughs> this thing that seems to be driving you crazy, you're the pump. <laughs> it has a lot of holes, that it, but it's it all day. We're freaking exhausted. And instead of just letting the air out of it, we get patches. First it's like, you know, you know, economical patches, and then spiritual patches. Come on. But it just keeps leaking. Just let it go flat. Serious. The thing's a dead ember. Stop kicking it to try to find a flame. I'm afraid of how many times have that been run in your head? Jeez. It's a form of slavery. This isn't like a spiritual passivity. This is an activity. If you take this idea of the Course in Miracles, Lesson 2, if you never heard of the Course, check it out. It was a pretty incredible download in the 70s into some psychiatrist's head, but it's definitely not from this place, if you've ever checked it out. But in, in it, the lesson, one of the lessons, they do a lesson a day for a year. And so the second lesson is, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Simple uh, perceptual axiom. And if you ch- check it out, you'll see that you do. That's the basis of a subjective experience. Yeah? So we're having the same experience, every one of us here, but we have a subjective take on it. Yeah? Same, so everyone's in the same, same room, but we're all having different experiences. There's a subjective flavor that produces that. So if you see that you, are, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has then when something seems real, like here, let's say today this seems real to me, uh, maybe I'm not in good shape, so this seems like a big problem. And the next day I feel pretty good, it's not a problem. The next day I don't feel so good, it's a problem again. What is it? Is it a problem, or isn't it a problem? Or is it neither? Is it a problem? Because Monday, if you ask me, it was a problem. Tuesday, the same thing wasn't a problem. Wednesday, it's a problem again. What is it? Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? It's neither. Yeah, It's whatever meaning I give it. Usually based on the condition I'm in. Yeah, So the condition I a- I'm in sets up the meaning that I'm going to give things that day. Yeah, When we forget that we're the dreamer or the meaning giver, then what we've given the meaning to now has the ability to impose a meaning on us. Yes? That's slavery. That's slavery. Yeah. So what would happen? 
And how does it? How does this thing? Just look at this. Another nice little example. Here's a bottle. Everyone sees it. I can change the meaning of this bottle. I can change its use. And this is what selfing does. It claims everything. Yeah. So now this bottle becomes my bottle. Now what is the bottle being used for? To point to the owner of it. Yeah. Thought. My thought. What's the thought being used for now? To point to the thinker of it. Feeling. My feeling. What's the feeling being used now for? To point to the feeler. You don't see it? It's a constant engagement with the enslavement of mind to an insane idea that it's something that it truly isn't. Yeah? It can't pull it off the heist, but it can seem to pull it off in time. And for some of us, it can go for 80 years. Yeah? I can't do it infinitely because that's reality, so therefore it has no play there, but when in a dream it can seem to be real. And who the hell gives it the meaning? We do. So if something can seem to be real, be real that isn't, can you imagine if that ability that you seem to demonstrate was turned on to what was real? So you hear a possibility. Hey, I may not be this long-lasting independent separate entity. All right, I, tend, I now turn that reality-making to that, and you know what? I've hit the jackpot because that's actually so. <laughs> I've now landed. I'm now using my ability to give meaning to things and I can give something a meaning of reality and it's landed on the reality. You cannot believe the downloads that happen then. You cannot believe, like Jesus would say, you know, a, a faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. Exactly. We're giving meaning to things that aren't real, and they sure seem to be real to us quite a lot. And we call each other up and we agree, yes, that was real. And you know, the same real thing happened to me, and on and on. We're constantly fostering this insane religion. <laughs> but imagine if you turn that ability, which you don't, may not even know you have, and just entertain the possibility hey, you may not be the thinker of these thoughts that are happening right now in your head. Yeah? You may not be the feeler of these feelings. And then just leave it at that. And then you'll know the tree by its fruits. If you start traveling in a stabilized level, which is it's not going to change the geography of your life, but it's going to allow you to travel lighter whatever your life has in store for you, you'll know prior to all-knowing. It'll be like an unspoken yes. For me, it was the last answer. I haven't found a new one since, and I'm not looking for one. For me, it led to a point of being freed from the need to be liberated. Because the only thing that needs to be liberated is what I'm not. But you can't, the only liberation comes from it, not as it, or for it, or by it, but from it. <laughs> and from it is, you know, you lose the interest in being liberated. Yeah? You're not, fine, you're not buying the next book, you know? <laughs> how to get into the moment <laughs> how to really get into the moment <laughs> you can't be out of a moment <laughs> there's no moment without you <laughs> what, what an insane thing I'm trying to get into the moment <laughs> have you ever tried to get out of one? it's impossible then why are you trying to get in it? <laughs> What do you mean? I was thinking about being Hawaii, but the surveillance cameras have you in this room. <laughs> you haven't fucking moved one inch. Even though you've been tripping out, you're not, you're there. So the whole idea of trying to get into what you can't be out of, and then the whole idea of trying to get out of self, which you can't be in. 
This is like, what would you need to do if you realized something that was bothering you wasn't actually happening? What would you need to do after that realization occurs? It wouldn't take any time because it's not happening. You don't have to unhappen it. It's not happening. Yeah, all it is is a simple recognition. It's not happening. Anything more would would be adding on to it. Yeah, it's not happening. I found when that's clear, you'll start being quite aware of what's happening. And now your attention and interest will be here enriching your life. And then instead of enslaving the mind in this preoccupation of what's not going on, it will be enriching your life and your mind in what's going on. Yeah? And then blue will be seen as blue and red will be red. Clarity will come over you with no thought or effort on your part. So, you know, when we first did the first video I ever did, <laughs> it was funny. We did one on the lion and the, the sheep, the sheep and the lion thing. Because I, w- w- I went to meetings. Satsang meetings were trippy, non-duality meetings, because uh, it's, really, it's really trippy to watch a self trying to be a non-self. It's really insane. You know what I mean? I've had people call me up. All they needed to do was cry, but in 20 minutes they had to go through, well, there's no me to cry. <laughs> just, just fucking drop the rock, bro. <laughs> just get, get to the emotional baggage now. On and on. Okay, oh, yes, I know. There is no you. Nothing's actually happening. You know, it's just insane. You know? It's like uh, the non-dual dueling. <laughs> or the, uh, I like to call them uh, Advaita Pharisees. <laughs> They've got the letter of the law, but they don't. They've lost the spirit of the law. You know what I mean? <laughs> so where was I? <laughs> Same place I've always been. <laughs> when do you come to? What do you come to? To whatever time you've ever came to, you came to th- at the same time. Yeah. The timeless moment. If was if you have it set up that it happened twenty years ago, it's the exact same as now, right? This moment, the space hasn't changed one bit. Yeah. Look at an epiphany. You take have someone has an epiphany. You ever had an epiphany? <laughs> have you ever called up ahead of time and reserved a nice room? I'm going to have an epiphany this Friday. <laughs> I think it's going to be a long one. At least 40 realizations are going to be downloading. So make it four hours. Give me some candles. Kenny G music pumped in. <laughs> you know, epiphanies sort of catch you unawares, right? With your pants down. And they, they intervene on your linear story. The selfing just, there's a, an extreme loss of interest and attention on the selfing, and then the interest and attention just blossoms into what's happening, yeah? But what happens is, is when the, you see something coincides, usually when the epiphany ends, and that's a thought arises and says, I'm having an epiphany. <laughs> as soon as the epiphany is claimed by the selfing, it's neutered. It's made into something. Now it can be put on the spiritual mantle. You can call up the 800 epiphany number. I had a big, I want to report a big epiphany. <laughs> Has anyone had a bigger one than this in Northern California? I want to see my position this week. Yes, yes, no. Or like that. No. It's, 
it, the beauty of it is is when it's left to be nothing, and then it can become a state, not with all the frills and the contrast, because the contrast of an epiphany is usually what you felt preceded it and what comes after it, you know? The epiphany, which is a timeless moment, is bookended with you before and you after, yeah? And what you before and you after does is nude as the epiphany makes it an experience that you had instead of being a realization of what you are. Yeah? So watch it. You see it. If you can see the heist, you can catch it. It's like, it's like, uh, it's much easier if you saw a blueprint of a house and you decided not to move in. The house was never built than to be, a, uh, you know, paying rent on a house that you don't want to be in. So the blueprint room, you can see what the mind is doing, you know, the mental process. And in seeing that, there can be a recognition, I have absolutely nothing to do with it. And then one day, the emphasis won't be on what's being seen, but will be on the seeing itself. Yeah. It'll be on the seeing itself, and then finally you're located in and what you are. And then things start making sense. It's not on the seeing Hmm? It's on this. What? It's on this. Yeah, all of this. And then none of this. But not the seeing. The seeing is... The seeing is this. Yes. So it is on the seeing. Well, okay. And that is what you mean by it. Yeah. What I mean by seeing is all there is. Everything is seeing. Yeah? Mm -hmm. The only reason why in the mental process... It's like this. The attention and interest of the, of the body apparatus goes out. Yeah? And then it returns back. And there's a movement here that's healthy, out and in. Yeah? But what happens is the attention goes in, but it goes into what's out. The body, the brain. Yes? It doesn't go into in. It doesn't go into the, to, to, into the space where we get refreshed and energized. So the attention goes, it's out, right? I'm seeing things, running into things all day. And then it comes back, and it goes, it says it's going in, but it's going into what's out, the body, the brain, yeah? And then in, in here, there's a bill, big billboard with your face on it, like a happy face. And the attention, the mental process has been saying, this is you for so long, the attention stops, hits there and now feels like it's hit home and then goes back out, yeah? So it's just a, a loop of self-importance, thing to thing to thing to thing, when it really needs to go through thingness and go into no-thingness, yeah? To fulfill its, its movement in manifestation, which is a dualistic movement, in and out, breath, just like exhale, inhale, well, attention. But what happens with the selfing? It stops here, so it's all out. It never gets refreshed by any inness. It's assuming it's in, but it's not in. It's in what's out. The brain is not in. The brain is out. Yeah. So we go into a false inness, yeah, which is doesn't refresh us or fulfill us or anything. And of course, then we're back out looking for again. Yeah. And then we make the mistake that things are going to fill me up because we're totally. Uh, forgotten the, the, the non-thingness, yeah? <coughs> Yet, if you're not that, the attention will easily go through the billboard, go, you know, get refreshed, dry, and then what you're really looking for is what's looking, not out here. It brings some of that quality back into your life. 
Yeah? So now the pursuit of happiness is pretty leisurely because you have what you were looking for, yeah? Uh, you have an immunity from what's not happening because right here is obviously all there is that's going on, yeah? There's no dispute about it. And all this occurs with no effort or thought. It just is a, it's like a reaction to, to the nature of things, yeah? But now, this way, it's just a loop of self-importance. Everything is being seen by me. Everything is being heard by me. Everything has been touched by me. Yeah. So every touching, every hearing, every feeling is used to facilitate the idea of me. Yeah. That's the bondage of self. This is just, I may not be that. The attention breaks through because it's an imaginary impediment. It's not there. And then it just, and then... It's like the unspoken yes. It's it knows prior to knowing, yeah. And now you have a sort of like a life is juiced, yeah. You have a new power flowing in, not trying to get a power from outside, but you're the power, yeah, yeah. But I saw it as not. not if you sh- if you see that as a goal, it'll never work. Just see what's not so. Yeah. See all the pointing, and if you don't, if you don't make the leap, which is habitual for most of us now, all you'll see is the imp- implication or the or the or the assuming. It cannot produce a sense of self. It can only imply there is one. You and I produce the sense of self by believing it. Yeah. The mind produces the sense of being a self by believing all the pointing, but the pointing cannot make a damn freaking thing. That's the possibility of the freedom. That's the immunity. Yeah. Doesn't mean the pointing isn't happening. It's still happening. Yeah. But there's there's not that much interest in it anymore. Yeah. It's like something like this. You're a loser. You're a loser. And then you're a loser. You're a loser. And it just stops. It's, it's, it's little. It's loop can't keep looping because you're the energy for the loop. Yeah. So it's uh, you're never going to get what you want. <laughs> or, you know, whatever it may say. Any of its old reliables like the golden oldies. They just they're flat now. You're flat because you're onto the true baseline. That vibration of. Mm, you're on that, the first and only note, actually. Yeah. So, man, I wasn't expecting anyone here. See how much I know. I thought no one was showing up today. <laughs> what happened? How did this happen? I've seen you guys. I've seen you before. Eh? How are you? Good, man. You come for your, like, tri-annual talk or whatever. He's on the three-year. Oh, yeah, good, good, yeah. Some people just call me up and they never show up. That's enough. There's go- Hi, Paul. See you. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, I am. At, you know, our job is to become obsolete. It's not a good career choice to be an inviter of this. If you're really telling the truth, you can't say there's anything you can do to, to acquire it, right? So it's difficult to build a cottage industry on this message. <laughs> I mean, to me, I don't see how you can have an intensive. How can you make this more? And I don't think, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see the need for a retreat. It's like beating a dead horse. I think it's a simple invitation and a message. The message can be repeated quite a lot because it's not a dissertation. It's a message, yeah? It, t- it, it tickles the product, which is you, in there, yeah? The mind. 
This is just a catalyst. This is hopefully something that triggers, but it doesn't make anything. You're it. Yeah, you're the product. You become your own authority. Yeah. So I'm meant to be obsolete. I hope it just doesn't happen too quickly. <laughs> but I'm meant to, you know, my success is when no one comes. Because I hope they, then they sort of, they've entertained it. They can come, I'm joking. But I mean, you know what I mean? When there's that neediness of like, people are wanting to get something. Yeah. Yeah, any questions tonight? This is another thing. What, um, my book for two hours, I'm, I'm not a believer in that. I'm, we're not like a performing animal. You just do a talk and then see how, what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not, if, you say, if you went to a four-hour one, it wouldn't be any different. You're not going to get more if it's four hours. Yeah? Sometimes it doesn't take a second. Oh, do you see this kind of stuff at an AA meeting? or? I once did, and it was, uh, my popularity waned greatly, so <laughs> I learned not to speak of it in this way. I just spoke at a big meeting today in down south, and uh, they love hearing it in the context of AA, because you convey it, but when I tell them to go to Zen Bitch Slap, I never hear about it, I never hear from them again, so. Yeah, it's, it's a trick, it's a weird thing, you know, for me, but uh but I like the flavor in AA, too, the way you can say it here, because you did give credence to sometimes you don't want to give credence to, like, time and how things develop. And for me, like, in recovery, it's like being on an operating table. Your job is just not to get up and don't play doctor. Be the patient. And then life will work on you, because that's what's happened to me for 25 years, yeah? I entertained the principles, and... Uh, my mind became convinced of, of certain facts, and basically I just live a life based on the principles that I learned in there. And uh, this new pa- it's a, a new power that constantly flows in, and then you feel a loving presence of a God or whatever, or a power in our group conscience. So I love meetings because I feel recovery has a lot of grace in it still, huge amount of grace. So if you're open to being rocketed into the fourth dimension... I feel like we've been rocketed into the third dimension. <laughs> we are of the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension in recovery is about like the spiritual realm. Yeah, I believe we're of that, and then we've been rocketed seemingly into the third dimension, this place. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably could have been a big circuit speaker <laughs> if I would have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> but you're impelled to say what's true for you, you know? Don't you think? Yes. You have to have you know, that. So, like people call me up to this day and they go, what are you going to be speaking about this week? And same as I spoke about last week. <laughs> Never deviate from it because without the, the view, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, like even Buddhism in the Eightfold Noble Path, they talk about it. If you look at it as a linear progression, it's the the Eightfold thing is right view, right understanding, right livelihood, right meditation. Now, in my the way I sense it is like the right the rightness of the view makes the meditation right. You can't meditate yourself into a right view, but the right view will affect your meditation. The right view will affect your livelihood and your understanding. Yeah. So the right migrates from the first point 
to all the other activities that happen here. It's not produced by the activities. Yeah? So to me, this is the correct view that there isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes? That there isn't a... There is a lot of doing, but there is no doer. There's a lot of hearing, but there is no hearer. Yeah? And uh, basically, I feel that's all you need to know is what you're not. And then you'll find out what you are through, through your life. Because what you are is, is manifesting here. It's going to express. And you'll find out what you are by what's happening. But, uh, but I think people have it the wrong way. They're trying to know what they are. Yeah? They're trying to understand it. Or they're trying to have an experience of what they are, which you can't have. You are that which can't be experienced, yeah? So if, that, if that, that becomes clear, a lot of these uh, false journeys get dropped. You, you stop embarking on these giant trips, and you realize you're there, yeah? Wherever that there is, is here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, things become obvious to you. It reminds me of the, in the preamble of every meeting where they say, self-knowledge avails us nothing. I thought about that. Um, look for myself when I came up empty-handed they availed me nothing <laughs> exactly I'm there well that too that's another way of saying it. but also with the selfing it's claiming yeah so any knowledge that selfing claims will not uh, will not lead to its demise or, or its recognition so self-knowledge avails us nothing it's not knowledge that avails us nothing it's knowledge claimed by self yeah because that's its movement so it will new to any knowledge that threatens it yeah and it doesn't mind. It can acquire all the information that these things may imply. That doesn't scare it at all. It can wear a robe just like a black leather jacket. It can have like uh, tattoos or a third eye painted. It doesn't. It can. All that's easy for it. It's it's questioning its relevance is tricky for it. Yeah. It has a huge drive to be relevant, selfing because it isn't. Yeah. That's what scares the bejesus out of it. It's just to question it, like the old Ramana Maharshi, the "Who am I?" Put your attention on it and see what see it. It's like a, it's like a water on a hot griddle. <laughs> it's me. Well, who is this me? Oh, <laughs> let's do some laundry. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't want to really go that direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, humbly in the AA thing, we've been putting this out, this information in, into recovery, and hopefully that it will become a, a basic plank in the understanding of recovery. You know, I wish it would, what this and kind then, of thing you're saying here. When I hear people talk about the uh, um, freedom from self as it's in the big book, I believe he's talking about what you're talking about. I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, but the way I hear it at an AA meeting is generally like, get off your pity pot, go help another alcoholic, which isn't bad advice. But no. Well, that's the thing. All you can do is you put it out there. It's As soon as it leaves here, it's out of your jurisdiction. Let's see what happens with it, you know? But um, I have a, I've been impelled to share it, so, and, you know, I don't care about losing votes too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, I would like to see it. We have it. We're doing a lot. You know, we have a big in, uh, website that puts a lot of it out around the world, and I get a lot of nice emails. So it's getting, it's sneaking out in there, and a lot of uh, a lot of recovery places are using these ideas now too. 
So yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm really, it's cool. I'm really, in, you know, I'm persistent. If, if I'm anything, I'm that. So I've been doing it for twenty something years. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, see, when you got onto this, though, did, see, I think I've gotten this understanding for a while, maybe two weeks, maybe at a time, or two months at a time, and then I'm back trapped in my self, and then I'm out of it again, I'm open, the self is seen through, or whatever, it's, and then... I'm back trapped again, over and over. <coughs> yeah. It doesn't last. I don't know what, why. Well, there's a story there. You're in, you're in the getting it, and you're in the losing it. So look at the one constant. In the getting and the losing, it's you. If you're not that you, then the getting and losing may not have much <coughs> importance anymore. Yeah. Well, I got the convenience of language to say I get it. I don't because I don't get it. That's I mean I realize that when I'm in that it, when it's gone, it's not. I don't have anything. It's yeah, but see, it's never gone. You appear, and for you to really seem to appear, it has to seem to be gone. <laughs> it's a sleight of hand. You got to realize which precedes the other. Yeah. Self is, seems to be gone. Or it's been a very small role in my life. And there's just this yeah. empty space and this openness and then the me that acts and does things <laughs> is just a really small part of my life here yeah. but in the midst of this huge space. But then the me comes back and reasserts and takes over. Space goes away. I'm huge. Then, yeah... Yeah, but see, what happens is, let's say the me appears, the space doesn't go away, but because your interest and attention blows up the me, it blocks out the space. So, the space is there, but you've got a big fucking head. It's like if you're in a movie, and you're watching a movie, and then someone's up and their head's blocking the screen, and you go, hey, sit down, and then you realize it's your head. <laughs> sort of like that. Seriously. No, really. But watch it. There's a feeling, oh, I was in the space and I'm not. There was no feeling that you were in the space. There was a feeling of the space. Then there's a story that precedes just the point of leaving the space. Is I was in the space, and therefore as soon as you become in the space, that's out of the space. <laughs> you have to see it. It's a sleight of hand. You think that somehow you have nothing to do with it. But you have all to do with it, the you. So there's the you, there's the space, and you're sensing the space. Pretty nice. And then there's a thought, hey, I'm sensing the space. Yeah, Seems very innocent, but there's a clinging to it. The mind goes, oh yeah, that's for me, I'm familiar with that. And then suddenly, as soon as it's the one that's in the space, there goes the space seemingly, because it takes it up. Yeah. So now it's out of the now I'm out of the space because you're up the SSL, and then you get popped out of the SSL. Yeah. And then there's the space, but then the self regroups, claims it. Then you try to take the space and stick it up the ass also, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. But the story you got to see the chicken before the egg and the egg before the chicken because you make a mistake. You think one is precedes the other. It's the other way around. The selfing is always an afterthought. 
it, it takes and claims whatever was going on, right? And it tries to make something out of it. It tries to make itself out of it, yeah? So, it doesn't mind the experience of space, but the space itself is the, is the obvious uh, evidence that there is no self. It's not going to take, it's not going to put up with that. So it's got to make it into something. So it makes it into an experience, and then you have to get the opposite swing of that experience, which is now you're in, you're now fucked. Yeah? So to have the experience of being unfucked, it's going to lead to being fucked again. Either before or after, you know? Because there's got to be fucked, unfucked, and then unfucked, fucked. Yeah? It can't be just unfucked or you wouldn't recognize it. Yeah? And that's the beauty of it. You'd just be in a state, really free. But then you wouldn't have the, the, that sense of uniqueness and specialness that can only come with you being in the space. <laughs> Huh? Is that the addiction? I would say so, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it has this yeah. unique specialness, whatever you want to call it, being right. I, I like this uh, head being up the ass of self. <laughs> These guys at this meeting I go to, they say, I had this spiritual awakening and it was this huge popping sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Head coming out of my That's ass. right, your head coming out of your ass. <laughs> See, but then when, as soon as it becomes you, then your head's back up your ass. You know? That's the trick. And it's fast. See? The you appears and then something disappears. But it said something disappeared to the you. Yeah? The you appears, then the space seems to have disappeared. But the story is the space disappeared to the you. It makes the you the constant. The space is the constant. But it makes the you the constant. Tricky. It tricks, yeah? So the you arises in the space, but then the you says, hey, I'm having an experience of space. There goes the space, seemingly, and then it's all about you. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the space never goes anywhere. See, that's the solution. The solution is it's an imaginary problem. It appears like I'm out of the experience of space. But that's all it can seem to do, is appear. If you don't buy it, you've never left. <laughs> not one nanosecond have you not been the space. Yeah? Not one. Not a second. And there's nothing you can do to cause that to be true. You cannot, you cannot change what is. You can only forget it by remembering what isn't. Yeah? You can do that. It doesn't mean it's gone, but you'll forget it. Yeah? If you don't buy it, nothing changes. Everything happens, yet there's a solidity to it. Because now your mind is resting in where it can find peace, in its own nature. Yeah? Instead of being like this little bobbing buoy, uh, like a ball, a bobbing thing on the water, and then in these dualistic swings, oh, I was so close when I was at the retreat. Then I went to work, and I'm so disconnected. And then I was, oh, I had this incredible realization. Oh, and then, you know, I smelled this guy's fart. <laughs> and, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And you're trying to find some place to be stationary, which is constantly shifting. Like trying to find a place to lay down on a seesaw. You know what I mean? You run to this side, you run to this side, you're trying to, you know, you ever, you ever try to ride a bike without pedaling? You want to get it steady? You can't keep it up. You, it has to have movement, yeah? But that's what we're attempting to do. Which, uh, there is me, 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 me. So everything happens, 
We're an afterthought. The afterthought implies that we were before everything happened. That's why you can tell a story. It's happening to me. I was here first. I wasn't doing anything. I had nothing to do with it. That's the biggest thing in recovery. It's like we don't want to see our role in things. Yeah. We want to deny the, res- the ability to respond to what is. We want to blame it on other people. And the more we're there, the more, more crazier it gets. And so when recovery, all they do is slowly take you back to just seeing your role in things. All right, hey, what, was, what did I do to support this situation? You'll find that you had something to do with it. Yeah? Whoa, okay. Well, this is just, well, all we're doing is trying to, don't even, don't, just don't, don't believe the story that there's a back door. It's infinite. Just keep going back. More and more. Yeah? It's never ending. You don't have to stop. Oh, I finally got it. Give up that. Just keep going. And then you'll be, get, you'll be getting it all day. You'll never have the experience, I got it, you'll be getting it all day. Getting it, a live, a live transmission. Yeah. But no, we want to put a stop to it. I got it. It's moving. There's no way. The only way you see the incredible stillness in all the movements is in the movement. Then you recognize the stillness. Not by you stopping and trying to figure out the movement, this false little stationary point. No. The, the true stationary stillness is the movement. The incessant movement is the stillness. Yeah. That's where you find rest. You find security and insecurity. You find certainty and uncertainty. You find rest in constant movement. Yeah. Anything else is contrived, and it's not going to work. This is a simple invitation. Anyone who's been seeing me for quite a while, have we ever given you a home assignment or anything? (laughs) You know, people are dying for a bone. Give me something to do. No, we're not going to give you fucking anything to do. (laughs) We're not. We're just going to keep giving you nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. And then one day you're going to realize that's everything. But instead of getting, oh, oh, I can't put up with it. Oh, here's something. No, fucking starve it out, you know. We, we have had so many somethings, what has it totaled up to? Nothing. Why not start at nothing? And then you'll see that's everything. Yeah? Go back. You're it. Stop waiting for a new, improved you. It's the same old, old you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not, if you're, if you're not so busy trying to be happy, maybe you'll be participating in other people getting happy. Yes? Instead of trying to figure it all out for you, maybe it'll be used for, in service. Maybe this story isn't really about you at all. Maybe it's about you being in the right place in the right time to, to impart a message to someone. That may be the whole reason why you've been living these 60 years. It's just to meet John Smith on that, on that street in Baltimore one day and be of help to him. Who the fuck knows? You know? But the selfing is all it wants is it wants to be relevant, but in a special, unique, right kind of way. Yeah? 
Instead of like when you're surfing, you have, you're in the wave, everything's great. But the surfing wants to make sure someone saw you from the shore. It wants recognition. It wants to be acknowledged all the fucking time. What so doesn't need any acknowledgement? It's so. That's the freedom. It doesn't need vigilance. It doesn't need constant pampering and, and you know, touch and, you know, like revisions. It's perfect just as it is. And it's seeking expression. And if you're willing to have it move through you, it will move through you in such a way you won't be able to avoid it. You won't be able to not acknowledge it. You'll come to your senses. Yeah. I like that, how you said it now. When you're in the act of like helping someone else, and then you're talking to, them and then at some point some, something can come over you, and you find yourself seeing things or that you didn't know you knew, or you, you know, it's like exactly that's what happens at these talks. The only reason why I've, I've shown up at every talk was I've never shown up. If I had showed up, I would have found many reasons not to come tonight. Maybe I was bad to someone at 3 o'clock this afternoon. That, that should exile me from any possibility of... But no, it has nothing to do with me, so I can show up at any time. And the downloads come. Because the message is much more important than the messenger. The message wants to express. The news is here to be offered. It's good news. Yeah. It'll take any opportunity it can get or use anything it needs to use to get it out. So, you know, and it's just like a seed assignment. So this isn't engraved. You know what I mean? It's musical chairs. The music can get up. I'll get up. And it just so happens every time the music stops, I'm right in front of this chair again. But it could change at any minute. You know? Maybe I'll just paint houses. You know, when my knee gets better. Give up this whole thing. Who knows? You know? But the point is... It was, you're not being impelled. You never were. Mind is living through us. Uh. I don't know a thing about that. I've been pondering that since last week or so. <coughs> when it, you're never not downloading. Like, you're here, you say you're downloading. You know, you're never. is there ever a time when you're not? Even well, if you're being the asshole at 3 o'clock today, yeah, yeah. You're, you're still getting a download. Yes. Because you cannot not be the download. That's right, but there's different flavors of them. One are more like it gets bro- uh, broken into language, and others are just more energy. That's what happens with me. Yes? In other words, I come here, something gets translated as it's coming, yeah? yeah? Into language. When I'm walking around, it's not getting translated. It's just an energy. So when I go to a meeting like this, all I do is feel the energy. I'm, feel, I'm, look, I'm feeling the space. The words don't mean much to me. They just convey what I'm hearing all day, which is the energy. Yeah, if you want to call it that—the presence, whatever. <coughs> but when I do a talk, the energy gets translated, <coughs> so people can understand. Hopefully, so it seems dualistic to me. I don't know. I get, I of course, it's dualistic. This is the manifestation. Energy is breaking into expression here. It's not just energy. That's the underlying nature, but it's appearing in a lot of different ways. That's what manifestation is. 
Don't mix, you know, they have that statement noumenon and phenomena. Don't mix them up. Noumenon is expressing phenomenally. Yeah? You want to have only one current in manifestation. The manifestation is two currents. It's like the yin and yang playing with each other. Yes? It has to have that for this to appear. If you want only oneness, well, you mustn't have because you're here, seemingly. <laughs> you wouldn't have shown up here if that's all you were looking for. People are driving themselves crazy trying to only have oneness here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's insane. So energy happens, and energy has a different... One time you'll feel it emotive, emotively, like love. Other times it's mentally, like clarity. Yes? Same juice, but it appears or manifests in different ways. That's the joy of it. Is this the kind of same feeling you get like when you're surfing? You know, you're just in the moment because that's that's what's happening right now. Well, this this thing is always the same feeling. Not a feeling, the state. That's always the same all day. And then there's a, things that happen that, let's say, bring a smile to my face, like surfing and stuff, yeah? But the basic uh, state of mind is the exact is the same. Most the same of, as that. Yeah, just so you're in the moment. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Things and then there's different things that happen in the moment. Some I have a an affinity towards more than others. Yeah, like I like getting in the water, but now I can't go in the water. I hurt my knee, so now it's like the water doesn't exist for me <laughs> at the moment. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's very flexible. In my, in my experience, yes? It fits itself around circumstances instead of trying to fit circumstancing around it. Yeah. I mean, there's many other circumstances you could be in where you're totally involved in that moment. You know, like having sex or fighting or... Yeah, yeah. Mass. Yeah, yeah. But don't be fooled. It's not those that are triggering it. And the mind is triggering it. Using those as, the, as its vehicle. The sex or the fight. But it's the mind, yeah. The fight, the sex doesn't produce the mind. The mind produces the sex, you know? That yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're not thinking about tomorrow or yesterday or anything. No. You're, you're about right now. Yeah. And that's the state that you're always in. Or, yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's what we're trying to get to, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just see what you're not, and maybe you'll find yourself there. Yeah, it's much better knowledge to find out than to know anyway. Finding out's the best way to go in my my experience. Yeah, so the I don't know precedes that, and then in that state you find out, and then you come up. Uh, it's like everyone getting the same piece of clay, but we'd make a different statue out of it. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you find out while you're doing it. You don't have a every. They all don't come out the same. It's not like I used to buy Buddhas. It was always nice to get a one that was had a singularity to it, not a, not out of a, a cast, you know. And so you can see it. So that's sort of what it's like in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people, I don't. I used to see who give talks have that loving gaze and stuff like that, and like sat very quietly that's not how it is for me it's very animated 
Yeah? It's like a lot of current running through. And I don't particularly like the loving gaze if it's done over and over again by 30 people, you know? Everyone the same. <laughs> you know, loving gaze and stuff. You know? I mean, if I sat down here with every one of us and we didn't say anything, we'd probably all have a great experience. Yeah? Because of the mind. But I like sometimes to get a little understanding, sort of so that when you seem to forget on a Tuesday, you can bring back what was said and maybe apply it to that seeming forgetfulness and see that it's not so. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I like that idea. And I think you can really describe what you're not. You can really teach about what you're not. You can teach dualistic duality, but you can't teach what you are. You can only find out about that. Yeah? So I don't think you can teach about your own nature, but if you find out about the false nature, you'll find out about the, your real nature. Yeah, so to speak. That's sort of the uh, way it's panned out for me. This stuff. Yeah. That's it, eh? Everyone's getting burnt out, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I can see it. The, it's like the flower was really bright, and now it's drooping. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you get some water or something. It's like, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. yes. One more, yes. You, you said there were no homework assignments or anything. No. What, what about some advice? I mean, I get this kind of zeal that you've got sometimes <laughs> and I I don't speak up at meetings and I have like all kinds of crazy shit or not crazy shit but you know do some service then you know put yourself in a service place and let the, the situation uh, like sculpt that zeal it doesn't always have to be talking you can hold the space you know but just do put yourself in a position to serve and then something will be like pulled out of you. Yeah? In a maybe not in a way that you thought it would be. You know? Maybe no one will even recognize it. Someone may even be mad at you. Yeah. While you're serving, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well enthusiasm, what that what does that mean? In spirit, doesn't it? That's what enthusiasm is. In, in Greek, I mean Latin, I think, was in spirit. So that's what it's like for me. I'm, I think this is great news. Like, that, that's the definition of the gospel, is good news. I think it's damn good news. Yeah? You know, first of all, you don't have to buy a ticket to India. You don't have to buy a lot of saris if you don't like. You know, it's pretty simple. No homework, nothing. You don't even have to come back to class. You never have to see the quote-unquote teacher again. To start entertaining it and see what happens. Yeah? If the problem is imaginary, then there won't even be a need for a solution. Yeah, that's a damn good solution. So, and if it's not so for you, then we have tons of meetings. <laughs> Twice a week, every week, usually, and then at least three times a week sometimes. Yeah, because repetition is helpful. All right. That's that, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, past the basket, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we're gonna pass the basket. We have a lot of rents here. We got look we got we got twenty landlords. Ganesh Ganesh needs a lot. We got Jesus Juan Yin and everyone here. Also there's a mailing list for me and Paul. It's outside. Oh yeah! If you want to put a oh, list yeah. on there, we could send you an email when we're, we have any upcoming events, or you could sign up to the retreat from Paul, <laughs> which uh, I'll explain to you later. <laughs> I guarantee I won't see you <laughs> for the weekend. If you send me fifty bucks, <laughs> I bet you you'll feel a presence in my absence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>